For these past seven weeks of Lent, we've been journeying with Jesus through the book of Matthew. And on those journeys, we have heard some spectacular stories that Jesus told. And we've seen some marvelous healings. The lame walk again, and the blind get to see again, and the deaf get to hear again. And we've witnessed some unbelievable miracles. Bread and fish multiplying. Water turning into wine. So last Sunday morning, we walked with Jesus into Jerusalem. And it was a, like a carnival, like a parade as he came into Jerusalem. It's been a spectacular journey with Jesus as, as through the years... His ministry has gathered momentum and, and excitement and followers. And all of that comes screeching to a halt here tonight. Tonight we continue our journey with Jesus. And we continue into the lonely places. Into the most lonely of all places. We will stay by his side tonight until he's hanging all alone on a cross. And we will end tonight by walking away, just like everyone else. And so tonight in this journey to this lonely place, we're going to see just how deeply Jesus loves us. How deeply the Father loves us. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, as those who strive to follow Jesus in our living and to trust your power in our dying, we gather to reflect upon the life that ended on a cross. We recognize in ourselves the strengths and weaknesses of Jesus' disciples. Although they loved him, they deeply disappointed and failed him. And yet, gathering with these imperfect friends at this last meal, Jesus washed their feet in service and then extended the bread and the cup to each. Jesus called them to love one another and invited them to share in his very life and in the coming events that were soon to unfold. We are humbled, honored, and inspired by the deep love of Christ extended to the world. Tonight we gather to remember, to worship, and to adore you as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Behold the 
Jesus' journey at the cross where he will die alone. In a way, he's come full circle. Remember seven weeks ago how he started his journey? He started three years earlier in the desert being tempted by Satan. And from that lonely place, he walked out and started gathering people all around him. He gathered disciples who followed him, friends who loved him, crowds who celebrated him. And tonight we'll see them all fade away from him. And he will end his ministry alone on a cross. And so Matthew invites you to walk with Jesus tonight. To walk this lonely journey to the cross. Jesus said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away. And the Son of Man will be handed over and crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas. And they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done 
will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, he went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver, and from then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the, after the other, Surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, you have said so. And while they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body.
take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and after he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from the fruit of this vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Nothing else. 
the blood of the covenant poured out for you. You pray with me. Jesus, you have so greatly loved us, so long sought us, and mercifully redeemed us. Give us grace that in everything we may yield ourselves, our wills, our words, as a continual thank offering to you. May this food strengthen us to follow you on this journey of faith, serving you and serving each other. Help us to hear your profound declaration of love in all of our life. Amen. Tonight we express our gratitude for the deep love that Jesus has for us by giving back through our offerings. And our offerings tonight are for Georgetown Harmony Homes, an organization dedicated to providing a quality Christian home for adults experiencing developmental disabilities. So give generously and graciously tonight. crowds are all gone now. It's just Jesus and his disciples, his closest followers, together that night. There's no more Palm Sunday fans. No more people eager to see him and surround him and to, to touch him. There's no more fans, only committed followers, and only 11 of those now. And Jesus knows that even they won't stand with him for long. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, 
and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground, and he prayed, Father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. He returned to his disciples, and, and he found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for even one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away a second time, and he prayed, My father, if it's not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, then may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them, and he went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples, and he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come. The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. No words describe 
the Savior's plight to be Jesus walked into the Garden of Gethsemane surrounded by the companionship of his most loved and trusted friends. And he will walk out of the Garden of Gethsemane without them. No friend will stay by his side. No follower will follow him this time. All of them will flee. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I could not call on my father, and he will come at once, at my disposal with more than 12 legions of angels? But then how would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place 
that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had all assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, although many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He's worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit on his face and they struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? And a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. And then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor. And the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so. Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they're bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called Messiah? 
for he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him a message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders, they persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of these two do you want me to release to you? Asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who's called Messiah? Pilate asked. And they all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? Asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucify him. And when Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. And all the people answered, his blood is on us and on our children. And he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and he handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him.
Finally, the greatest loneliness of all. In the end, Jesus hangs alone on a cross. Everyone he loves has deserted him. He's surrounded not only by criminals and enemies. And then, even his father turns his back. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There, they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. At about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Mm -hmm. 